You're listening to Remedial Juggonomics, a song-by-song odyssey through the musical careers of the Insane Clown Posse. Because maybe someone commented MMFCL on your Instagram post, and you want to know if they complimented you or wished you death. They complimented you. Hey guys, and welcome to episode 6 of Remedial Juggonomics. For those who have been here since the beginning, thanks, welcome back. For those who might be hopping in, I have decided that I will listen to every song produced by the Insane Clown Posse, starting from their debut album, Carnival of Carnage, all the way up to the present day. And I'll get to that point, or a heat death of the universe. Whichever comes first. We've been having a good time so far, and you know what that means. It means we need to pump the brakes and maybe have a bit of a bad time. And to help me through that, I have a a mug just full of gin. So I don't know if we're going to get some... Mm, Get that ASMR market. Mm. But I don't want to sound like I'm endorsing the consumption of alcohol, because I'm not. But maybe I am for gin, because there's no carbs in it. It's keto-friendly. No, uh, the song we're listening to is important in a few different ways. Number one, the track that we're going over is called Is That You? And there's a a question mark on it, so it is an interrogative statement. And uh, it is your your regular rap. However, there's a little bit of a special feature on here. This one has a featured by... Who's featuring in the song, I ask you? Who Who would be at the top, the top of that mountain of Detroit rap in the early 90s why it's a young fellow from a small town called Romeo, and his name is Kid Rock. It's Kid Rock. That bit went on too long. <laughs> yeah, Kid Rock has shown up. A uh, little bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, twenty-year-old Kid Rock has uh, shown up to do with some guest vocals on this track, and we're going to talk about it. I'll go ahead and give you initial thoughts. I don't like it. It's not fun, and it makes me feel bad. But that's okay, because a lot of the song makes me feel bad. (laughs) Let's talk about it, why don't we? First off, let's get a little behind the scenes here, because I did look up a few things about this. So, at the time, Kid Rock was one of the bigger names coming out of Detroit. Apparently, he did have some nationwide appeal. He may have had like a song or two that was getting some radio play. I'm not sure. I do know, according to interviews, Violent J was not a fan of Kid Rock. Didn't like his raps. However, always, always with an eye on marketing, he is. Violent J did figure getting Kid Rock's name on the, on the album might get a little bit more attention their way. So, Kid Rock showed up and he was like, okay, I will, I can do a song for you. How much are you going to pay me? So there was another rapper who had shown up previously who I didn't really get into detail about because I didn't know who he was. His name is Esham or something like that. Esham goes into the studio and he asks for $500 to record his verses. All well and good. Kid Rock comes in and he decides that he is, of course, the bigger rapper. So he insists on 600 which is a really weird power move and a somewhat lowball power move, but hey, this is this is the group we're working with, so there you are. In addition to that, apparently when he came in, 
he was very drunk, and apparently most of that stuff was useless. To his credit, Kid Rock did feel bad about it and came in the next day and re-recorded all of his lyrics as well as all of his scratching that he did. Because he did some scratching on the track. Uh, Kid Rock does have some skills on the turntable, as it were. So, with that out of the way, what's that song about? What is Is That You about? Uh, Long story short, it's about Violent J talking about how cool he is and what types of uh, sexual congress he will have with women. And then Kid Rock shows up and also is of that same sentiment, except Kid Rock makes some uh uh-ohs and uh, goes a little crude. And by that, I mean this very, very tiny white boy uh, decided, oh yeah, what's up? It's the early 90s. I have inward privileges. So he just drops an N-bomb. That is the first time that has happened on this album. I am fairly sure. I could go back and double check, but I am like 800% sure that that is uh, what has happened. Especially, I do not believe ICP has decided that they can do that because they probably rightfully assumed, no, we can't do that. Given that a lot of their songs have... uh little through lines of not liking racism, I would imagine they decided, "Mm, we're not going to do that. Kid Rock, however, 30 miles out of Detroit and Romeo, does not have those same hang-ups. So, have you noticed that I'm trying to get around actually, like, discussing the song? It's because I kind of don't want to. It's not... It's not fun, necessarily, for me. A lot of these lyrics, they kind of hit more of stuff like... First Day Out touched on it, where it is Violent J being somewhat gross towards a woman, and it comes up again in Redneck Ho. A little bit misogynistic and derogatory. Not super great. I will say, out of the two featured performers on this, Violent J does come across as more respectable, if that is a thing that can be done. Alright, here's here's basically the main lyric I am going to say for this one, because this is... You know how the last track didn't have any cussing at all in it? This has all of it. This has so much. So, so, so much. Alright, starting off, this is in the middle of his uh, first verse. I can see you button naked in your window. Shimmy up the house, I dash. Not gonna press my nuts on the glass. Let me in, ho. Don't you know? I'm Violent J of the ICP. Yo. I got me a check. Let's cash it. So I can spend it with the hoes on Grashit. Ha, but don't get all geeked slut. I feel uncomfortable saying that, even. Because I'ma buy you some lava. Better wash your butt. Like, that's that's the nicest it gets. And I only say it's nice because he does mention he will buy the the woman some lava soap for butt washing. It's not great. It's not great. I would say Kid Rock is is much, much worse. However, so uh, this one I will absolutely censor. So here is Kid Rock's first verse. I'm going to censor it heavily because I feel more comfortable doing that. Boo-hoo, M-F-A, what you crying for? I'm that... 
racial epithet word that I don't want to say that your bee would die for. The whore showed up at my front door, so I effed her in her A, then I threw her out the back door. The bee thought it was a cake drive. She said, drive me to the city, so I dropped her off at Lakeside. Aren't you driving me home? Well, I meant to, but plans have changed. Now get your A on the Semta. Ho, this ain't no taxi. I be mackin' hoes. They don't mack me. That may have only taken like 20 seconds to say, but it felt like years for me. It, it's so disrespectful. <laughs> like, it's so much of love them and leave them. Hey, you know, it's a weird, it's a weird stance. Like, that ethos, I be macking hoes, they don't mack me. Why is it, why is it a contest? Why is it like a conquest thing? Can't you both just mutually have a good time and, and enjoy each other, you know? I try and keep it posy on this show. I try and keep it body posy. Try and keep it sex posy. And this is not that. This is this is mean, and I don't like it. And that's the main problem with this. It does get a little bit better. Violet J does back off on the cussing in his second verse. This is actually has more lyrics being recited than I thought there was going to be. Violent J, my personal hero for this song. Well, I'm up for the shot in a minute. Show me a valley. I might yodel in it. Like somebody else I know. I've been to Mount Clemens. I've been to Romeo Mio. Wicked clown's gonna flow for you some. Three for the treble. Eight for the drum. Five for the homies that I run with. B, call your mutta cause you're done with. Toe tiptoe, I snuck in your house and fell asleep butt naked on the front couch. So excuse me, pops, I'm napping. So could you shut the F up with that yapping? I, I wanted to include that last bit because that is some connective tissue, which implies that the the girl he hooked up with in First Day Out, he is still seeing and is basically staying at the lady's house. And it's still being like, I don't know if Pops still thinks that Violent J is nifty. I would like to believe so, but I can't be 100%. I thought that was a nice little bit of continuity, if that indeed is what it is. I could be reading way too much into it. But then again, isn't that what this podcast is all about? So I bring all this up, that I do not enjoy this, and I'm not having a great time. And Kid Rock is very much annoying me on this track, because all of his lyrics are just that. They're just, like, sex from a position of power, which is weird. And I don't like it, and it makes me feel gross. And it just, it's the same note over and over and over. And it's irritating to me. Most of these songs have surprised me in different ways. The one, the most stereotypical one, because going into this, I thought every track was going to be the juggler. I sincerely thought that every song was going to be about a weird carnival person that goes around murdering people. And while on the one hand, I'm a little disappointed that it's not as tightly connected to that concept, I am delighted that these songs have gone in different directions. First Day Out, it's a weird sort of day-in-the-life-of story, which I'm cool with. Redneck Ho going on a diatribe against racism in the South, super big fan of. Wizard of the Hood, which is my favorite so far, is just, we're going to retell The Wizard of Oz, but in Detroit. That's fun. 
That's great. Guts on the ceiling. Even if it's a little slow and a little boring, it's just weird. This is just two dudes being grossed about women, basically. Mainly Kid Rock, because Violent J will stop and, like, give a bit of a shout-out to the person who's also rapping on the track. So it's not super fun. The beat is... I honestly don't remember much of the beat. It was a faster-paced song, which is good, but the flow on both of them was a little weird, and there's not much that really, like, redeems it for me. Mainly just because of the lyrics. Just the subject matter. I'm not up for that. Like, yeah, rap about, rap about sex. Rap about having, having relations, you know? But it could be, like, a mutual thing. It can be even on both sides. That's totally cool and is healthier in the long run, I would say. This whole power thing is gross, my dude, and I'm not here for that. I'm here for, you know... I'm here for clown subject matter. That's what I tucked in for, you know? So, rank it. And actually, before I rank, I want to. There's another thing I want to vent about. Shaggy 2 Dope? Shaggy 2 Dope. Now, I have gone to bat for Shaggy 2 Dope because I like the way he screams. He screams in a very amusing, funny way to me, and I enjoy that. And he does it again in this one. But you know what Shaggy 2 Dope is not doing? He's not rapping. He is not rapping on any songs yet. Not really. And it is perplexing. So I'm really hoping that this starts to even out a little bit there. I don't know if I'm heated. I don't know if it's the gin. It might be the gin. I thought the gin would calm me down, but not so much, I guess. All right, ranking time. Well, didn't like it, so it's not going at the top. So we got to look at some stuff here. What is at the bottom of the list? The title track for Carnival of Carnage, it's, I don't think it's going anywhere, or at least it's not going anywhere for a while, because it's a whole lot of nothing. This has content, bad content that I don't like, and also has a white dude dropping the N-word, but it's content. So it, you know, a dude, you know, making macaroni art is better than uh, a rock, you know? Which is not to say you can't make dope macaroni art. I mean, I'm losing the metaphor. Look, let's just stick to it. So now we're looking at the juggler. The juggler is more pure concept. It's about a juggler who kills. And so you have that, and it's not about gross sex dynamics. However, I would say that some of the flow and the rhymes in the juggler are very amateurish and are not as good as what is present in Is That You. And then you've got Guts on the Ceiling, which is the cleanest track we've had. But it is a little slow and it is a little boring. But that beat's really good. Okay. By the way, I'm delivering this in real time. I have not figured out the rank beforehand. I, yeah, I don't think it's getting above Guts on the Ceiling. So, okay. Yeah, we're slotting that in to... The new number six is going to be, is that you right below Guts on the Ceiling? Because it sucks, but it's not horribly, horribly made. It's just, on an ethical, moral level, I have concerns. 
there. All right. There is that. That is that song done and dusted. Good. Great. Fantastic. Next up is going to be a song called Night of the Axe. And, oh, I think we're getting back to, like, some some clown murder. And that, honestly, is what I signed up for. So we're going to see how that goes. I have higher hopes. I feel like we've really hit a dive. And now we just need to come back up. You know, like a phoenix rising. That's going to do it for this episode. But if you want to get in touch with me, you want to keep up this conversation, or you want to yell at me about Kid Rock and how I didn't even mention that he did the Undertaker's uh, theme song when he was Biker Taker, you can do that in a few different ways. You can find me on Twitter at It's Gossip Yo, or you can find me on Instagram at SuperGosset64. Those are the main things right now. If you want to find the show somewhere other than Podbean, I'm available on iTunes, Google, Stitcher, and Spotify. So check out that uh, quadrilogy of fun right there. Also, you should listen to my other podcast I do with some fantastic people called Unfollow the Revolution. It's the only podcast that fights the good fight and stands up for the little guy. It's an improvised comedy podcast set a thousand years in the future. It's a lot of fun. Uh, and hey, if you want to listen to other stuff, yeah, okay, go go check out Corn on the Macabre. Uh, it's done by two good friends of mine, two, two crazy gals talk about uh, weird spooky stuff. It's Los Spookies, but not Los Spookies on HBO, but it is Peak Spooks. Go check them out. They're good people. All right, I think that has done it for plugs and all that good stuff. In the meantime, I will see you on the next episode of Remedial Juggonomics. And in the meantime, you know, we're going to keep it simple. Whoop whoop, America. Whoop whoop.